0: everyone i'm debbie roberts owner and financial advisor at property apprentice join us today for the week in review where i talk about current events for the everyday investor and home buyer our topics for this week first up from one news on the 20th of february high mortgage rates prompt patchy property sales second topic from new zealand herald on the 19th of february what you need to know about likely mortgage rule changes Third topic from One Roof on the 20th of February, would you let AI choose your mortgage? Fourth topic from Newshub on the 22nd of February, median weekly rent continues to rise. Auckland regains status as the most expensive place. And fifth topic from One Roof on the 21st of February, Tony Alexander, why April 1 will be an important date for house prices. So first up this week, from One News on the 20th of February, high mortgage rates prompt patchy property sales. High mortgage rates are causing strain in the housing market, leading to inconsistent sales activity, according to the recent data. CoreLogic's latest figures reveal that January saw the second lowest level of property sales activity in four decades, with 3,169 sales, just 2% higher than January 2023. This marks the slowest start to the year since 1983. Calvin Davidson, chief property economist at CoreLogic New Zealand, emphasised that mortgage rate pressure is a significant factor behind January's sluggish sales. However, he noted a gradual upturn with sales volumes rising compared to the previous year for the past nine months. Despite this, sales remain below normal levels with just over 67,000 sales in January, which is well below the usual 90 to 95,000 per year. Davidson suggested that while listing levels have normalized, reduced sales in January may indicate uncertainty in buyer demand rather than a lack of options. Looking ahead, Davidson anticipates a potential rebound in February as January's weaker performance could prompt increased market activity and confidence. Second topic for this week in review from the New Zealand Herald on the 19th of February, what you need to know about likely mortgage rule changes. First-time home buyers are receiving assurances that potential changes to mortgage regulations are unlikely to bar them from entering the market and may even offer advantages. The Reserve Bank is considering switching from loan-to-value ratio rules, or LBR rules, based on property value, to -to debt-to-income, or DTI rules, that focus on buyer income. This proposed shift, anticipated around mid-year, would cap debt at six times the buyer's income for homeowners, with investors limited to seven times their income, bearing in mind that rental income, or percentage of that also gets added to your personal income. CoreLogic's Chief Property Economist, Calvin Davidson, explained on the Cooking the Books podcast, that while these limits might have a more significant effect if interest rates decline, there are still avenues for lower-income first-time buyers. Banks could allocate up to 20% of their mortgage lending to individuals outside these limits, often utilised for 1st home buyers. Furthermore, exemptions for new builds under DTI rules may provide more flexibility, albeit with ongoing affordability assessments. Davidson noted that investors historically accustomed to higher debt levels are likely to feel a more pronounced impact from the new DTI system. I suspect that property investors and homeowners aren't really going to notice a difference until interest rates drop significantly from where they are now because at the moment bank test rates are by far the largest hurdle for most people when it comes to getting lending If you'd like to learn more about investing in property, join me at one of our free events called How to Succeed with Property Investing. I'll discuss strategies for successful investing from my perspective as a financial advisor and these are available live, online or in person. Check out propertyapprentice.co.nz for upcoming dates and register today. We don't sell property, so it's all about increasing your knowledge to reduce your risk. If you've already been to one of our free events and would like to find out more about how we can help you to reach your financial goals, you can also book a no-obligation phone call or meeting with my husband Paul Roberts via the website. That's propertyapprentice.co.nz. Third topic for this week, from One Roof on the 20th of February, would you let AI choose your mortgage? Could artificial intelligence, AI, provide better mortgage deals than human brokers? While recent research suggests homeowners might not trust AI for mortgage advice, an expert believes AI-driven deals could soon outperform human brokers. Mortgage advisors play a crucial role in researching homebuyer needs, comparing mortgage offers and processing applications. However, AI has the potential to automate routine tasks and streamline back-end processes, allowing advisors to spend more time with clients. AI can quickly perform tasks that typically take brokers hours to complete, such as income and expense analysis, comparing mortgage offers, and filling out forms. However, AI may struggle to understand unique circumstances, preferences, and goals, which are essential for providing personalized mortgage advice. Despite AI's limitations, it can offer benefits such as accessing vast amounts of data quickly, providing objective advice, and assisting a large number of users simultaneously. However, AI may struggle with complex financial situations, legal considerations, and understanding broader economical market contexts. While AI has the potential to enhance mortgage advice, human advisors excel at investment empathetic communication and understanding clients needs ultimately according to the article a combination of ai driven efficiency and human expertise may offer the best mortgage solutions for homeowners fourth topic this week from news hub on the 22nd of february median weekly rents continues to rise auckland regains its status as the most expensive place Rental prices across New Zealand are on the rise, hitting record highs in urban areas according to TradeMe's latest Rental Price Index. The national median weekly rent has reached $630 in January, which is up by 0.8% from December 2023. This marks the second consecutive monthly increase, with rents for apartments and townhouses also reaching peak levels. TradeMe's property sales director, Gavin Lloyd, suggests that the year ahead may see further increases in rental prices, particularly if the Reserve Bank decides to raise the official cash rate in its un- upcoming meeting. Landlords facing higher borrowing costs may pass on these expenses to tenants, potentially making it tougher for renters amid a rising cost of living and limited property options. While the Reserve Bank has kept the OCR unchanged at 5.5% for the past five meetings, Auckland has reclaimed its position as the city with the highest rental prices, with the average median rent rising to $680 a week. This increase is driven by areas like North Shore City and Waitakere City. On the other hand, Southland remains the most affordable region to rent, with a median rent of $450 a week which is not helpful if you work in Auckland. That would be one heck of a commute, wouldn't it? However, rental prices for apartments and townhouses have reached new highs nationwide, with Auckland townhouses hitting $730 per week. The increase in demand for rental properties is evident, with a 61% rise in demand in Auckland compared to December. Wellington has seen the most significant increase in available rental properties, up by 38%, while Taranaki follows with a 20% boost. Despite the surge in demand, overall demand is down by 11% compared to the same period last year. However, Wellington has experienced a notable increase in demand, up by 94%, suggesting a trend of Kiwis searching for new rental properties. Last but not least, for this week in review from One Roof on the 21st of February, Tony Alexander why April 1 will be an important date for house prices. Independent economist Tony Alexander has recently compiled results from five monthly surveys he conducts to provide insights into consumer spending, business sentiment, and the housing market, as observed by various industry stakeholders. About a year ago, there was a surge in first home buyers taking advantage of reduced prices, low competition increased property listings, larger deposits and stable employment. Real estate agents surveyed by New Zealand Home Loans reported a shift from fewer investors to more investors entering the market, but this hasn't significantly driven up prices. In fact, there's been a notable increase in investors looking to sell, possibly due to business pressures. The imminent change in the Brightline test, reducing the period from 10 to 2 years, May prompt more investors to sell to avoid the capital gains tax. Another survey of landlords by Crocker's property management indicates that finding good tenants has become easier, likely due to population growth. However, this hasn't translated into significant rent increases, as landlords are cautious about pushing rents higher amid rising costs. At the end of the day, landlords would rather receive a slightly lower rent, but received rent then push it to unaffordable levels for their tenants to a point where they are not able to pay the rent. Despite escalating expenses like rates, insurance and maintenance, landlords are hesitant to increase rents beyond, beyond what the market can bear. So we've reached a point in the property market, in Auckland in particular, where we could be near the ceiling as far as affordability for rents goes. The reinstatement of 80% interest expense deductibility in April, followed by 100% a year later, is expected to improve investors' cash flow and potentially delay or halt their plans to exit the market, which is great news for tenants out there. This is crucial given the growing population that we've got, especially with strong net migration, and the limited capacity of the government to address social housing needs. Without a solid understanding of property investing fundamentals, it's easy to fall prey to common pitfalls such as overpaying for properties, neglecting due diligence, or pursuing ill-suited strategies. If you want to expand your knowledge in property investing, attend our How to Succeed with Property Investing event. During these two-hour workshops, we provide you with the most recent property market information. What's more, as an experienced property investor and a financial advisor, I'll be sharing valuable insights and expert tips to help you on your journey. Our free events cater to all levels of property investors and first-home buyers. I'll also tell you more about how we help our clients achieve their financial goals, so if you're interested in finding out more about what we do, visit propertyapprentice.co.nz today to secure your spot and register for one of our events. Alternatively, book a no-obligation phone call or meeting with my husband Paul Roberts through our website. That's propertyapprentice.co.nz. Thanks for listening.